Hey everyone, welcome to the Geek Remix Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about Hashtag The Game Awards 2018. Game. Welcome to the Game Awards pre-game show Game Hi, Awards. Hi, my name is Jeff Keeley. <laughs> now welcome Jeff Keeley to the stage. <laughs> my name is Mari. And I'm Stacy. And I'm Jeff Keeley. <laughs> Um, okay, so we're not going to be running through all of the awards and categories because, honestly, there's a lot, and we would be here for a long time. Mm -hmm. So we thought we would just talk about some of the things uh, that interested us from the show. Um, this is ridiculous. I just thought it would be nice to have just fun things on in the background while we talk about the Game Awards. Hashtag the Game Awards 2018, the Game Awards. Did you know you can buy Did games you know you from can the, buy game the games, games? You from can buy the Game Awards? From the Game Awards. Okay. So, um... First up, uh, they, there's going to be not quite a new Stanley Parable, but the Stanley Parable is coming to consoles, and it's going to have new content. That's cool. Yeah. I, you know, I'd be interested to, so the first time we played that game, I hated it. I think it was because we got the ending where you just have to kill yourself, and you're like, how is this choices? And I was like, there's other choices, and you're like, no, it's too late. I've seen it. Yeah. I've seen it all. And I was like, no, there's a million choices. No. I don't like that there's a man telling me what to do in the background. Yeah. So, I don't know if I played that again, if I would be more receptive to it, but um, I know that a lot of people liked that game, and so... Uh, <laughs> I liked that they had Reggie up there. Okay, so they had the heads from Sony, uh, my Xbox, Microsoft, whatever? Sony, and Microsoft, and, and Nintendo. Nintendo up there. And Reggie, who's the head for Nintendo, uh, was the only one wearing, like, a gaming t-shirt, and the other two guys were just, like, up there in suits. Uh, yeah, like, okay, whatever. We see how it is. Um, but, of course, Reggie is, like, high-quality meme content now. Always. So. Um, they had a pretty cool orchestra this year. Uh, so they came out in a couple different... And I thought that was kind of neat. And I liked how that they didn't have the orchestra up there for, like, Ten minutes at a time. Mm -hmm. It was just like you know, here's two minutes or three minutes, whatever, of a song. Mm -hmm. um, Red Dead Redemption Two obviously won a bunch of awards, uh, which you know we, we were talking shit, but I mean we weren't really taking it seriously, and I feel like people felt like we were attacking their soul. Uh, yeah, I, well, I I, th I think that sometimes people, it's like. They they think that just because, like, you're criticizing something that you think it's, like, bad or, like, doesn't deserve to exist, and it's not the case. I was just like, no, there's other video games that happened. And all, on top of the fact that I felt like they were really abusive to their team, and there's, like, this huge problem in the games industry where they're very exploitative of people being like, I want to work in games so badly that I'll make literally any sort of sacrifice that yeah, needs to be made. that I'll work for, you know, 70, 80 hours a week. 100 hours a week. So they had come, so after, I forget who it was that made that statement, it was like the head writer or mm -hmm. something, he said that the team was working 100 hour weeks and everyone got really upset and... Then he came back and he was like, oh, no, that's just, like, the senior writing team. And it's also, like... Okay, but you thought that was something to brag about. Yeah. You know? You, you don't, clearly don't get it. Yeah. And, you know, nobody should be working that much. They've done studies where, you know, if you, if you work over a certain amount of hours in a week... 
Yeah, but here's the thing. They're, like, dropping tons of money and saying, like, this needs to be done by this time. So it's not even, like, they're not being productive. They're not being paid overtime for work that just needs to be done. Well, what I was going to say was that after a certain point, you're actually not as productive as if you had just gone home and rested Mm -hmm. and then gone into work the next morning. Because you can't work at 100% for 100 hours a week. You just can't do Mm -hmm. it. And so, you know, if you're working that much, you know, these people that get all this time without overtime... I don't know. You just got to wonder, were the horse testicles really worth it? No, they were not. Uh, There was a trailer for the new Far Cry, which is Far Cry New Dawn. Everyone was calling it Pink Far Cry. Or no, Pink Pink Apocalypse? Pink Pink Apocalypse. And I was into it. Yeah. Uh, That looked really, really cool. Uh, uh, We're obviously unclear on who is going to be you know, the main characters and whatnot. It seemed as if the two, well, from the trailer, it was the two... two women of color? Yeah, the two twins with, like, blonde blonde hair. It seemed as if it was some sort of apocalypse where everything, all the plant life was flourishing, so maybe some sort of... They drop bombs and... Well, yeah, so at the end of Far Cry 5, they drop nuclear bombs on Montana, mm-hmm. and um, so this is, like, what happens after that. I assume that, so I'm wondering... Well, that's what they said. Okay. That's what they said when they announced it. Okay. So, it was... I thought it was really great because you know how with Bethesda, they're like, oh, the the apocalypse, everything looks like it's shit. It's dead. Everything's dead and looks like shit. I'm like, great. I don't want to play. And everyone's like, why don't you just mod it? I'm like, how about they make the fucking game yeah. the way people want to play it? I just never... I don't really like the argument that oh, well, why don't you just mod the Bethesda game the way to make it better? Why don't you just install 30 mods to make it playable? Yeah, I'm just like, why don't they make a good game? Yeah. And everyone's going to be like, God, you're being mean to Fallout. And I'm like, okay. There's only so many times you can make excuses for a developer until they they put out Fallout 76 because they've used all their goodwill because they know that you'll defend them no matter what, so... Yeah, so Far Cry New Dawn looks really cool. Also, shout out to apparently one of the people working on the team for that game was watching our stream and was really excited uh, that we were reacting to the trailer for it. So I thought that was really cool. I always find it really cool when, you know, developers for these games, like, watch our stuff. Mm -hmm. It's like, I don't know, it's like like that Spider-Man meme where they're both pointing at each other, and it's like, you're cool. No, you're cool. Exactly. That's how it is. We're like, what? What? You? Me? (laughs) You? Me? You're cool? I'm cool? What? What? Um, They also announced um, Hades, which is that hack and slash from the makers of Transistor and Bastion. Mm -hmm. That was with the big daddy Zeus. Daddy Zeus? Oh, yeah. And then uh, Moody Moody Boy. Who's, Can we know. talk about this screensaver I just found? Sure. It's crazy. But, yeah. yeah I don't know. I, it's just randomly I was what clicking is, things. Um, there were also a fair amount of anti-vaping ads. <laughs> As Stacy was vaping. As I was vaping. Stacy was like, hold on, I need to go vape. Hold on, and I need then... to go vape. And then this commercial pops up, and it's like, did you know vaping 
causes AIDS. You wouldn't download a vape. Yeah. It was... Okay, so you I understand... You wouldn't vape a car. I understand that they don't want kids to think vaping is cool because we don't know the effects of it. And it was like, if you try vaping, you're four times more likely to start smoking cigarettes. And I'm like, okay, that seems true. But it was just still really ridiculous. So... I guess my thing with vaping is that if somebody does not smoke at all, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be like, go vape. No. But if somebody smokes cigarettes and they're like, oh, maybe I can quit smoking and vape instead, mm-hmm. that's like the only time I would recommend it. Mm. You know? And I mean, they we don't know the full science on that. I don't know. I just kind of look at it as... Do it. <laughs> Hopefully it's not as bad as smoking. Yeah, hopefully it's not as bad as smoking. Yeah. Um, There was another uh, trailer for Anthem, which is that Bioware, like, Destiny clone. Yeah, it doesn't... He was like, it's fantasy, but you're wearing armor. I think those are the words he said. And I was like, okay, cool. I mean, I'm going to wait until the game comes out because I don't know how to feel about what you do anymore, Casey Hudson. Yeah. So my thing with Anthem is that it doesn't look like the type of game I would want to play, but I'm really scared that it won't do well because I'm like, if it doesn't do well, what does that mean for Bioware? Well, here's the thing. I think we need to be okay with the fact that Bioware isn't the Bioware that we knew a long time ago. Like, I think... I don't even know you anymore, Bioware! No, I'm I'm serious, because it's okay to just move on, because they were bought by EA, and then the slow decline of making them turn out games faster than they're able to make them happened. But Anthem has been in development for a long time, and uh, I remember they forced them to give Dragon Age an extra year of development, being like, listen, it's not going to happen. You have to give us another oh, year. Oh, uh, Dragon Age Inquisition? Yeah, and then yeah. Dragon Age Inquisition was good. And then they made them, they forced them to make Mass Effect Andromeda, and some people liked it and other people didn't. So I think it's the matter of the fact that, like, if it comes out and it's good, I'm going to be happy. If it comes out and it's bad... And that means that it's just not the same developer studio it, what it used to be. Yeah. And I've just got to be okay with that. Yeah. I I feel bad for Mass Effect Andromeda because I feel like there it could have been so much better than it was. Like, I still enjoyed playing it, but you could tell that there were things about it that, you know... It just wasn't it. Yeah. Well... But I think, you know what? I think I'm kind of glad that they are making Anthem because I think when Casey Hudson made Mass Effect, it was because he didn't have access to the intellectual property of Star Wars anymore. Mm Mm-hmm. And he came up with Mass Effect. Well, not just him. Him and a billion other people. (laughs) And um, him and the main writer. Half the the population of the planet. Him and the main writer that they made go work on KOTAR instead of Mass Effect, and then you see a, a significant decline in the, the uh, quality of writing from Mass Effect 1 to Mass Effect 3 because the lead writer was moved to another game. Casey Hudson, I'm blaming you for this, and EA. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that if he's given a new IP where he can do all the ideas he wanted to do, 
maybe, you know, Mass Effect Andromeda, he was trying to implement ideas that he wanted to do for a new IP, but EA was like, no, you have to do another Mass Effect game. It did so well. And he's like, okay, um, we reboot it, and we just do different things at a different place, and well, it's fine. It's also... So if he's able to do Anthem on his own thing, maybe it'll be good. And I feel like, even though I know... I know a lot of the things that bothered you about Mass Effect Andromeda were, like, a lot of, like, the little lore inconsistencies. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, even though somebody might be able to overlook that and say, I still really enjoyed this, there's something to be said for the fact that this is, like, a game that was set in this really rich universe mm -hmm. and just had so many little things that they didn't keep consistent. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I think that that's, like... That was important. Even if you really enjoy the game, that's still a valid criticism, I feel like. Yeah. Um, can we talk about uh, Christopher Judge and his LGBTQ plus pride shirt? Oh, my God. It was so... He came on stage, and I was like, that's a very interesting suit. And I didn't... It was taking me a minute to, like, process it. Well, and I'm pretty sure that was, a, like... I think that's, like, a famous image for for something in the LGBT plus community, but I can't oh. quite, like put it together. I'm going to put it on screen for people watching on YouTube. Yeah, just do like Christopher Judge the Game Awards. So he, for those who are listening to this, um... The Game Awards. Um... Here we go. Here we go. Here, I'll get that picture. Yeah. This is a good one. So it's this suit for those listening. It's the suit with, uh... Both the blazer and pants have an image of a woman, kind like her face, kind of all over it, like an all over print. It's like black and white, and then the lips are red. So then, but then he's wearing a shirt that says "Gay, straight, boy, girl, green, purple, green, unicorn, human." And it's and it's in the rainbow, the pride rainbow. Yes. So he was like, "Listen up, I'm." I wonder if somebody has. Yeah, nobody seems to be reacting to his outfit, so I guess. I don't know. We're the only ones you noticed? I don't know. <laughs> guys, uh, did you guys see this? Everyone's like, he said boy. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, but like, did you but see But he's wearing outfit? a pride outfit. Yeah, he's basically head to toe allied. Yeah. Uh, I really enjoyed, I don't know, I just really enjoyed seeing that on stage. And there, were, there was more LGBTQ stuff. We'll get to that in a little bit. I guess because the other thing really overshadowed him, so. Yeah. He was like, oh, I thought I was going to be, all right, that's fine. Um, oh, I have this written down, The Outer Worlds, which I think is that one that you were saying looked like um, Bioshock, but that's from, um, yeah, Obsidian, yeah. Oh, it looked, no, it looked like Borderlands. Oh, yeah, Borderlands, sorry. Yeah. It looks cool, though. Yeah. For sure. It looks like a high-definition Borderlands. Yeah. But it does kind of look like Bioshock, too. Yeah. If somebody made Borderlands and Bioshock. Borderlands, Bioshock. Yeah. Bo border shock? Border shock. <laughs> Biolands? Biolands. No, I like it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that looks cool. Um, also, there was the announcement that the Joker from Persona is going to be in Smash. Mm -hmm. I, um, neither of us knew, understood it, but I called my friend who is a professional Smash, Smash tournament 
He's a, profe- he's a professional smasher. Yeah, he's a professional. He's a pro smash thing. Anyway, and so he started screaming on the phone. I was like, I don't know. Yeah, okay, bye. And he's like, bye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that is cool. Uh, sorry, no love for Luigi. <laughs> Waluigi. Waluigi. Yeah, Luigi's in there, but Waluigi? Yeah. I guess Wah! not. I feel like, you know, it would have been a really good announcement is to have Waluigi being like, he was wah, forgot. Wah, wah. You don't know what it was. It was like forgot, betrayed, yeah. left behind. <laughs> they should really like go for it when when they finally announce Waluigi because everybody wants him. Oh yeah, for Be sure. Like they, you know that that scene where like everybody was fucking dying. Mm-hmm. Waluigi comes in and saves <laughs> he, the day. He crawls out of the dust. <laughs> Dead bodies everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we also got an announcement trailer for, um, the new game from some of the developers. I think it's just some of the developers at Hello Games, which was The Last Campfire. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that game looks really cute. I don't know if you remember it. It's like this little, uh, I don't, I don't know. How, I honestly don't know how to describe it besides cute. But... <laughs> I don't know what this is. I'm literally, I just clicked, okay, so I have this thing. I just thing. clicked on it. People are just like, what are you guys, what are you using? I'm using Wallpaper Engine, and I just looked at, typed in Waluigi to see what we would get. So. Wow. Uh, <laughs> so that looks pretty cute. Um, and now, Sonic Fox. Sonic Fox. I wonder if Sonic Fox has a wallpaper. No. Okay, so for those of you who are not familiar, Sonic Fox is an esports player. He is a black queer furry. Fox, black gay furry. Black he, gay furry. Yeah. Um, I just was like, I had no idea who he was, but he came on stage. He put on the furry hat, and I was like, furry, the furry head. Sorry. Yeah. It's uh, hat. The furry hat. And all the furries are freaking out right now. They're like, because like, a fur head or something. And I just automatically, I was like, that person has so much. Well, it wasn't just like, the head. He was up there in his fursuit with his esports uniform over the fursuit. And then he came on, like, acting like a wolf. And I was like, it was so over the top that oh. I was like, I had nothing but respect for somebody who could go so hard. Yeah. Everyone, some people were being, like, whatever. It's like, you know what? You didn't win, so shut up. This is his moment. Yeah. <laughs> I, so, and, you know, it's interesting because I, I, I saw somebody saying that, like, oh, I just wish he hadn't brought the politics into it, but the thing is, is that, like, so many things, people tend to only notice politics when it's not your politics, and, like, to a lot of people, uh, his, ex- his existence is political. political. Like, he He is a person of color, he is part of the queer community, and, you know, to sit there and say, like, oh, he can't use his platform to, like, say anything about that. I mean, and then people were like, can you name any laws that actually discriminated against gays? And I was like... Yeah. Here's two, and you can Google the rest. And they're like, oh, so blah, blah, blah. And I was like, mute. Yeah. Like, that's it. Like, I'm going to do one piece of labor for you. If you actually care enough to want to know, you can look it up. You could literally just Google Republican anti-gay laws, and there'll be 
Shit. So like, there's a lot of there's laws in a bunch of U.S. states that allow companies to discriminate against gay employees. Like there's there's places where you can be fired for being gay, mm-hmm. and um, they say it's because for religious reasons. Yeah, and this doesn't even we're that doesn't even touch on other countries because the thing you have to keep in mind is that and these are all Republican passed laws pushed by Republicans in the U.S. in the United States. Uh, these are all pressed by the Republicans, which is why he said Republicans hate me. Yeah, and not on and, top of and, the fact he said I don't want to erase the fact that he says he he was black too. And there's a bunch of like instilled racism in our institutions too. So I don't want to erase that yeah. either. It's just that people being like, oh, I am a Republican and I don't, like, hate gays. And I'm like, okay, but you don't care enough to not well, do it. Well, see, the th- okay, so the thing is is that, like, uh, there's a difference between, you know, a person who is a Republican and a politician who passes laws. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, you can sit there at home and say, like, oh, I'm a Republican and, like, I don't hate gays or, like, you know, I'm cool with people of color. And it's like, well, right, but the people that represent your political party in the United States continue to pass a bunch of discriminatory laws and do a bunch of stuff. And I think it's totally fair for him to peacefully and just lightly say, this is true. Like, that's what it is. He didn't even really go into it. He made a quip. Exactly. About like about like oh like I'm everything Republicans hate or something like that. Yeah, pro- that's Republicans like, hate me. That's like the most like that's not even a burn. That's just a fact. That's not even. There's literally not even saying anything. There's literally Republican politicians who fund anti-LGBT plus LGBT plus like commercials. Yeah. Have, like, have you not seen all the commercials? Showing trans women as sexual predators for some reason. Yeah, I mean, remember the the you know like the trans like bathroom laws. Yeah, the trans bathroom laws. Like that was an actual thing that happened in the U.S. where they were trying to pass laws so that trans people could not use the bathroom that corresponds to their gender. And also the the laws that they passed that said that you can deny somebody or they passed it and withheld it in other states, where or I mean not withheld they enforced it in other states where you can deny somebody service Service. based on your religious whatever so basically it's coded so i can deny people service because they're gay that and i'm not just talking about pizza there was a lesbian couple who was denied service from a fertility clinic yeah that's like actual things so if you're gonna allow that that means that doctors can refuse oh my god there have been cases where doctor okay so this is not to do with LGBT, but a woman was denied medication from a pharmacist because the pharmacist didn't believe. So there's this there's a medication that is, that he perceived as being used for like medically assisted abortion or whatever. That's not mm-hmm. what it's actually for, but it's also used if someone has a miscarriage to like assist with getting rid of all getting, the stuff. Yeah, getting yeah. rid of stuff. So anyways, she has a miscarriage. You're supposed to take this medication to, like, you know, assist the body with, like, recuperating from it. The pharmacist denied it to her. She had nowhere else to go. So another thing to keep in mind is that, like, when you get these, like, denial-of-service laws, it's really easy to be like, oh, just go somewhere else. 
But in a lot of cases, in a lot of places in the U.S., there isn't somewhere else to go. You might have to travel like four hours to another place, or there might not be another place that's like within an easy distance for you. So like, it's not, you can't just sit there and be like, oh, just go somewhere else, or like, oh, it's just a wedding cake. This is because why we had the, the GI Bills, where, you know, after World War II, Japanese people who fought for the United States were denied service in Hawaii, and so one of them became like a politician and said, we have to pass this law because people are denying me service based off of my my race slash gender, blah, 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 blah. And so that's covered, but suddenly because you're gay, so that can't be covered. But that's not like a choice people are making. You can't choose to be gay. You can't choose to be LGBT+. And people are like, oh, this is for religious reasons. I'm like, everybody's going to use the religion thing to deny service. It's, it's not about that, you know? Yeah. And, you know, when people get kind of bent out of shape about like, oh, well, it's just like a wedding cake, blah, 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 blah. It's not about the wedding cake. It's about the fact that it sets a precedent that can be used in a lot of other circumstances. Like, like the lesbians being refused service at a fertility clinic. Yeah, or like a pharmacist or like, you know, things that are, you know, a, have a higher stakes, I guess mm -hmm. is what I would say. Because I don't want to say that like all this other stuff isn't important. I can't imagine being in a position where, you know, you live in a place where there are not a lot of, like, can you imagine, like, uh, because it, it could be any place that could deny you service, like anything that you could need. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine. So, anyways, we were really excited to see Sonic Fox win Best Esports Player. Um, and he's, I think he's really young, too. He was really nervous when he gave his speech. He was like, oh, oh my God. So. He did really well. He, if I if that had happened to me, I'd be like, "Hi." Yeah. Uh, and then I'd like fart and then run away. <laughs> um. So then they had the Devil May Cry like metal theme come out. That was they, that was fun. Pull my devil trigger. Yeah, we, I, we, we were talking we were mad shit at the beginning, out. and then we were like, wait a second, this is cool. Yeah, can we talk about how when we first started, okay, so we streamed, if you're listening to this podcast, we did upload the footage from our Game Awards stream, which we covered live, mm -hmm. um, so that's like three hours long, it's uploaded to the YouTube channel, so you can watch it if you want to see our live reactions to all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. Um but I love how we started out. We were like, yeah, we're not going to take this too seriously. Like, sassy makes sass. And there's a uh, wizard. This is cool. Stuff, and then all, this, this is cool stuff. And then all of a sudden, this cool stuff starts happening. Um, I'm excited for DMC5. We all are. Um, that, yeah. I understand that this is DMC, so I and whoever's watching on TV, this isn't DMC5. This is DMC the reboot. Don't show it to me. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah. I like DMC. <laughs> I know. Me too. Um, we had Celeste winning Best Independent Game. That was the team. Remember they brought the whole team up on stage, and they were all, like, really super cute, and they looked like they looked a bunch like of, like, goth indie, like, hipster friends. They looked like a bunch of characters from a comic book about people who get superpowers. Yeah. <laughs> and, and there was also... Uh, the, the goth Lena, Lena Rain, magical girl. Yeah, everyone's like, that's my goth gamer GF. Yeah. 
Um, there was an announcement trailer for The Pathless, which was that game with the girl who had the hawk. Remember, it was, like, really, like, really beautifully drawn, and she's running through the forest, and she, like, jumps off the cliff and hangs onto the hawk and mm -hmm. is, like, flying around. Um, so that looked really cool. There was also an announcement for the Stranger Things game, um, which has a real retro feel to it. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's interesting because there was, like, this brief moment where they first showed it, and I was, like, kind of disappointed that it wasn't... That the that the graphics had that like retro feel to it, and then I, and then I was like, you know what? I actually really like that though because it looks like it'll be really accessible. I think it's gonna be. It's on mobile, right? I don't know if it's gonna be. I don't know, um, but it just looks like you know if you want a bunch of people to be able to. Her yeah, her boobs are swaying in the wind. Don't think about they're it. They're moving independently. Okay. Um, no, well, they were, they were, the breeze was going, breeze. and her boobs were billowing in the wind, so. Of course. So, um, yeah. You have the sound off for those, right? Yeah. It's, okay. It's not even recording sound, so don't worry. Okay. Uh, all right. And so, but the Stranger Things game, I think it's going to follow the events of season three, which I think that's maybe, I don't know when that's coming out. Um, but, uh, that looked super cute. Uh, I'm excited to see what they do with it. There's also going to be a new Mortal Kombat, which, uh, the graphics looked super cool. I was a little disappointed by the sound, the music choice. Oh, for, yeah. Mortal Kombat. Not because it's a rap song, but just that because That song was so low was like, energy. Yeah, it just didn't have a, like, I kind of wanted even... something to be a little more like... Da, 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 like yeah, because they were, like, doing the coolest moves, like, shoving each other's and eyeballs like, out. Da, 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 and he, like, exploded his head, and the guy was like, the door, I like girls. The door was open, and then I sh like this. Literally, this literally this level of rapping, and then I said this, and then even the beat was like ba 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 ba, and I was like, I don't, what? Yeah, and I don't know. For Mortal Kombat, I would just really want it to be something super high energy and like we're gonna mess everybody up. Um. But, yeah, the graphics looked awesome. Also, I thought you might want to talk about Psychonauts 2. I'm just really hyped about it. Psychonauts was, like, one of those big games that I really liked as a kid. And all the ports of it suck really bad. Mm. So I just have to, like, think about it. <laughs> yeah. Want, just like, remember it the way it was. Yeah, I just have to just think about Psychonauts if I want to play it. Because <laughs> I try to play it on PC, it's fucking all over the place. I try to play the Xbox ports, and it's like the sound is one second slower than the animation. Oh, no. And I'm just like, ugh. So every time I want to play Psychonauts, I just go, oh, I guess I'll just remember it. I'll I guess just think I'll just... Yeah, remember how awesome it was. I'll just think about how much I liked it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Unless I want to, like, really get my PS2 out and go for it, which I don't. Uh, yeah, I didn't really, from the trailer, I mean, I didn't play the first one, so I didn't really, I couldn't really follow along with what the story was going to be. Oh, so Psychonauts 1 is basically about um, Rasputin, the main character. Mm-hmm. He uh, he he breaks into Psychonauts camp. It's 
the game is basically just the most childish thing, and he's learning how to do it, and he has to defeat this person who's stealing people's brains, and mm -hmm. it's really fun, and my favorite level was the Milkman Conspiracy, because you're in the mind of somebody who just has lost it. <laughs> it's so fun, because the first half of the game, you're at camp, you're learning all the things, and they, they train you by letting them, letting you inside of their, their own brains. Mm-hmm. And you can go around and, like, run around their brains and do different obstacles and stuff. Each one's themed differently. It's super fun. And then the second half, you have to go across the lake to an asylum. Mm. So you're going to into people's brains who aren't are, exactly... Are not all there. Yeah. And, and it's a really interesting way, the way they show it. Yeah. Milkman's cons Milkman Conspiracy is great. It's yeah. really fun. Uh, there was also the trailer for DMC5, uh, which... I, okay, so it's it was so funny because during the stream, you were like, did you see the testicle monster? Did you see it? Yeah. It was a nutsack. And I was like, honestly, I was so overwhelmed by all of the gorgeous people in the trailer. Because it, like, it was like, hot girls, hot guys, everyone looks like anime. Everyone <laughs> looks really brooding and like dark and they're wearing leather. And I was like, I was like, oh my God, like I just, who, who, who am I going to ship? With myself, I like how the characters aren't <laughs> super successful in anything. They're they're all they're all like really powerful, strong people, but they all live in a van. <laughs> they all live in a van together. <laughs> so I find that like that level, they're like, um, so millennials, they all are highly qualified and have no job. Let's make a game about people with superpowers who live in a van. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, okay. And everyone's like, yeah, this looks so relatable. I know. Because, you know, that... usually in video games, they're like, I have a mansion and, so, like, whatever. You know what? There's going to be a level in DMC5 where Dante complains about his student loans. <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, going to talk about socialism because yeah. everyone's desperate. <laughs> um... And I know that people definitely want to hear us talk about the Dragon Age announcement. Mm -hmm. So this... I love everyone's reactions on Twitter, where it was just like... Everyone's screaming. <gasps> Everyone's like, it's Solus! Fuck him. Come back. I love you. I hate you. I'm going to put you in jail. I'm going to strangle you, but then I'm going to make out with you. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Weeks retweeted your tweet. <laughs> Yeah, and he said... Did you see what he said? He, he said, uh, people ask me what the Dragon Age fandom's about. And, uh, I have a tweet a, for that. I have a tweet for that. And it's Mari's tweet being like, Solus, I hate you, but I'm going to sit on your face and then, like, <laughs> said, fuck your face. Like, I don't know. I said this. I said, in all caps, hashtag the, drill, the Dreadwolf whatever. Rises. So, Solus, I'm going to personally find you and kick your ass, and then I'm going to eat your ass, and then I'm going to sit on your face, and then I'm going to kick your ass again. <laughs> and then Patrick Weeks was like, retweet. <laughs> Uh, so, this, uh, I, it wasn't even, it's not even, like, really an announcement, because it pretty much just showed, like, Dragon Age things, no date, no game name, but then Solus is like, I suspect you have questions, which is bullshit, because he should have, what he should have said was, I suspect you still have questions, because what he they already said. had Trespasser, which didn't answer anything, 
He said that in, in Trespass. I know. I suspect you have questions. So I suspect you have questions, and it's like, no, Solas, I still have questions. You know what stupid I would say? Egg. Actually, Solas, I did my research, and I have zero questions. You're an idiot. You're an idiot. Get in bed. <laughs> Get in this bed. Yeah. I don't have any more questions. In fact, I want you to shut your mouth. Put it here between yeah. my legs. I don't need it anymore. Do you have any theories? Um, we're gonna go kick Solus's ass. But um, as uh, many people pointed out, that was the Red Lyrium idol from Dragon Age Two that made everyone like lose their fucking minds. Mm -hmm. So I assume the Dragon Age Lyrium idol is gonna do something to unlock the old gods, aka Solus's old friends that he all had his a buddies, all his buddies that he locked away. Mm -hmm. I think that. Obviously, Mythal is going to come into it, and she survived Solas killing her by putting her soul into that mirror right before mm, he came yep, in. Yep, yep, Like, she she put something in the mirror, probably leaving it behind for Morrigan to find. Yeah. And so and then he shows up, and I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that's Mythal's soul, so there's only Flemeth left. Yeah. And so he comes, and he just eats her powers so he can go off and be an asshole. Be an asshole and cut off your arm. Yeah, and I think that literally really was part of Mythal's plan yeah. to have Solas because I think he's just a pawn in her plans. Yes. Because there's like a few entries in her stuff where she's like, I'm plotting terrible vengeance. And she's like the god of judgment. Yeah, I'm plotting things. I'm plotting things because she thinks... Here, put some Dragon Age papers up. I'm trying to... I'm looking for one. Dragon Age. Dragon... Here we go. Uh, here's us fighting a dragon. Um... And so there's also this brief thing where I found if I turned off the music while Morgan was in the well and then played the music backwards. Or no, not Morgan. <laughs> it, Mor if you turn off the music and then play this thing backwards and then you read this scroll and then you collect all of the idols from all of the games and you arrange them in an anagram backwards. This is literally what I did. I know. And it then says, you translate every, you learn Elvish and then you make up a language for Dwarven and then you translate both of those. She's not exaggerating. <laughs> These are the things that I did. <laughs> so if when you're going into the Well of Sorrows <laughs> and you have the music off and then you are the one taking the, the soul and you record that and play it backwards, there's one line that says, Mithal speaks the calling, and the calling is the where all the gross things, you know, the yeah. big gross monsters, mm -hmm. they come out of the ground. And I've always thought if the dragons used to be able to talk, then each of the blighted dragons, the ones that lead the gross guys, each of them has a god soul in it, like Morgan's son. Yeah. Then maybe those are keys to opening the door, because you know how they can split their souls? Yeah. To opening the door to the main ones. And so let's put each of their split souls into those dragons thinking, okay, nobody's ever going to no. bother these. Yep. And then Mathal was like, no, we're going to open this fucking door. I'm going to make the blight. Well, I'm going to cause the creation of the blight by telling the mages to go to the golden city and then fuck it up and so that the blight follows them and it corrupts the dragons. Mm -hmm. So with each dragon blight that comes and they kill the dragon, they're opening one more key to the door. Yeah. And there's only one dragon left. Mm-hmm to open the door in my opinion like this is my thing and theory my theory and so that theory in my opinion was proven when we played 
that one where we were talking to a dragon and it talks and dragons usually yes. are able to talk yep. because it had a soul inside of it. Mm-hmm. So anyway, <laughs> I think in the next one, we're going to kill a dragon, kill the last blighted dragon. Yeah. And Solus is going to be there and he's like, I'm unlocking the door and also I'm going to try and undo making the fade. And you're like, Solus, like, don't. Yeah, just stop. And then you've done enough. And then Morgan's gonna show up and be like, "Shut up, Solus! Like this is what we're really doing, and it's gonna be something completely different from what Solus is trying to do." Mm -hmm. Because what I think she wants to do is kill the other people. (laughs) I think she, you know, how Solus is like, "I'm gonna open it up, and we're all gonna use our powers to bring the world back to the way it was." And then Morgan's gonna show up with Mythol inside her, and she's like, "Listen up, bitch! You've been a pawn." Yeah. I opened this door so I can kill you guys for real. Yeah. And they're like, really? You waited 2,000 years? Yes, I did wait 2,000 years. It's the long game. (laughs) You got to play the long game with gods. Because she, technically they're not gods. But, I mean, they may as well be. But I think what's going to happen is they're going to kill the last dragon, use that to open, like, some sort of key door, and Souls is like, guys, I'm going to fix everything. And they're like, what? And then Morgan shows up. She's like, no. Mm-hmm. This is what we're going to do. I'm Mathal now, too. It's awesome. I have a question. Yeah. So do you, so in, from game to game in the Dragon Age series, we've always played as a different character. Uh, do you think it will feel, if they keep with that pattern, do you think it will feel unfulfilling to not play as the Inquisitor? And confront Solus. I feel like, you know, you have... I think the same thing every time where I'm going, I can't be the the warden. I can't be the hero of Churchwell. And then I go, oh, I mean... Yeah. It's good. But I wonder... They've got to have some sort of fulfillment with that because... If people romanced him, I feel like there's just some sort of... There's some loose threads that that people are going to want... People are going to want those, uh, I don't know, they'll want that tied up somehow. I feel like Patrick Weeks, he knows. Mm-hmm. He gets some sick, sick happiness from torturing everyone. Torturing everyone, because he was like, I love it. Everyone's so passionate about it on Twitter. <laughs> and everyone on Twitter's like screaming and posting pictures of broken eggs. Mm-hmm. And like, <laughs> like strangling people. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Maybe he'll just like fuck us up even more. Yeah. I don't know. I can't. I don't trust him anymore. I don't. You've lost trust. Here's so much. Bro- a, so much broken trust. It's a different type of lost trust because I know that I will love it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna mm-hmm. be like, it's gonna hurt so good. Mm-hmm. And then like I'll be still. Be, I'll be like souls will be like we'll be together forever. I love you. This is it. It's really gonna happen. And then he dies, and you're like. Ah! <laughs> Weeks! <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Um, it's going to hurt so good. Unlike like with other people, we're like, oh, it's just going to be bad. No, so, I think... I, I'm, it's going to hurt. Exci- I'm excited. I'm excited, too. It's going to hurt so good. Yeah. Uh, so we had the announcement for the Fortnite holiday theme, uh, which uh, Fortnite was announced as the best ongoing game. Which I think the two of us were just really excited that even though No Man's Sky was nominated for Best Ongoing Game, like, we I were just happy it was not. It was not No Man's Sky. I don't usually, 
I'm not usually the type of person to be like, I hope it's anything but that one. But, like, the thing with No Man's Sky is that, yes, you are absolutely allowed to love that game and to be really happy with all the updates they've made to it. No, they should not get an award for including things in the game that should have been there at launch. Like I know. I, I just I don't think we should reward that type of behavior in the game industry where... Like, Destiny 2 and Fortnite were on there. I mean, not Destiny 2 and No Man's Sky were on there. Two games known for being absolute pieces of trash at launch. Mm -hmm. And I don't think they should be rewarded for fixing their game. Yeah. And if if you're going to put out a game where you're like, oh, there's going to be more content added to it, Mm -hmm. it's one thing to say, okay, you know, this is, you know, maybe 60% or 70% or whatever, of the content that we have envisioned for this. And then to include more later. Like, I think, you know, that's okay. But when you just kind of include, like, very bare bones, you have people paying, you know, $60 for this. And at the very beginning, it's just, you know, you go in there and you're like, oh, I paid $60 for a mining sim. If you're hearing a dog snoring, that's just aging. Yeah, I'm trying to, sorry, I'm trying. You're trying to wake him up? No, I'm just, he can sleep, but just not... When he sleeps like that, he makes snuffling noises next to the mic. All right, next topic. Uh, okay, um, so then we get to the end of the show, and Game of the Year award goes to God of War. I was... If, you know, if it want, went to Red Dead, I would have been really mad, but since Red Dead got, like, five other awards, and then God of War got Game of the Year, I was like, you know what? Okay, now this seems fair. Yeah. Because I was just, like, annoyed. Because, and then, I know people in the comments of the coverage were like, why don't you like Red Dead? I'm just like, I don't know, man. I'm not taking this that seriously. We're just fucking around. You don't need, nobody needs Red Dead to be defended. They don't need you. They have billions of dollars. They're going to be okay. Yeah. They have, they won all these awards. We're not taking the awards back. Like, we're just two weirdos in the internet. Like, we're not hurting you in any way. Uh, so... And another thing that people pointed out with Red Dead is that people would be like, oh, yeah, well, there's this story thing that happens, like, you know, after 15 hours where then it finally, like, then the ending of the game, the payoff is so good. And it's like, okay, that's understandable, um, but you'll you'll have to be forgiven if it's, like, the beginning of the game. It starts out really slow. And even people that really liked the game would admit, I think, that the beginning of that game is very slow. It's it's slow. It's slow, which is not, like, you know... Terrible. It's not terrible, but it's, it's, it's slow. There's not really, like, emotional payoff until later. And I felt like what I really liked about God of War is that even though that's, you know... It's still, like, a 35-hour game or whatever. I think it was 20 hours for us. I don't know. Uh, it was long. Really? I think it was... Well, it was, okay, anyways, it was long, um, but they still managed, and there was, there were, like, a few parts of it that, you know, probably could have been, um, paced differently. AJ, what? There were a few parts of it that probably could have been paced differently, but for the most part, I felt like they had a story that they told that just seemed, I don't know. Everyone's allowed to like what they like. Yeah. I'm not saying that Red Dead 
doesn't deserve awards, but I am happy that God of War, which was a game that I really enjoyed, and, you know, the team on that worked really hard. I know that we have people from that team that listen to our stuff, which is really cool. So, hello, if you're listening. Um, I was really proud of them. No, I thought Red Dead Redemption 1 was cool, and, uh, stuff. I just, I guess it's because Rockstar has this Every time, like, you hear about what their company is like, you're like, dude, what? Chill out. Like, Mm -hmm. what is your deal? Uh, So, those were all the specific Game Awards topics that I had. Was there anything else from the show that you wanted to talk about? Nope. That's good. I'm good. All right. How how much time? We're at 47 minutes, which is... Okay. Good well, you know what? Before we sign off, then um, I would maybe I'll recommend a book. You you have yeah, any books that you want to recommend? Do you have any books that you want to recommend? No, because I'm stupid. Oh wait, the uh, the Lonely Shepherd by my cousin Blake Hall. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, it's right here. Let's see. <laughs> He's very depressed right now because your cousin? No, my cousin. Okay. Yeah. So. Uh, What's the book about? It's about, like, cowboys, vampires, and stuff. Nathaniel feels a cold drop of sweat dripping down from his brow as he senses a cold pit form in his stomach. Yeah, it, it's like uh, cowboys with, ro- with like, vampires, and then there's different people who embody different sins, mm-hmm. and they do stuff. It's pretty, uh, Blake Hall, The Lonely Shepherd. Yeah. That's his book. So Please buy it. He is really sad. He's a very sad man. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I had a couple books that I listened to recently on Audible that I wanted to recommend. The first one is The Lady's Guide to Petticoats and Piracy. This is uh, the follow-up to The Gentleman's Guide um, to... Uh, the Gentleman's Guide to what? Uh, anyways, The Lady's Guide to Petticoats and Piracy by Mackenzie Lee uh, has an ace protagonist. Cool. She's also, it's, um, it's you know, like, old-timey, this girl who, I don't know, they, she just goes on a bunch of adventures, and I just like that it's, like, set in an older time, but she's very much, like, she's like, I want to be a doctor, and, like, like, but medical schools don't accept women. Mm-hmm. So she's like, how am I going to get to do this? And there's a bunch of stuff that happens. And she's ace and just, I don't know. I really, really enjoyed it. And I really liked the main character. I like, um, I like historical fiction that where the female characters are not completely, you know. What's the name? The Lady's Guide to Petticoats and Piracy. Guide. There. Okay, they knew it. Yep. So, it's really good. Oh, so it's uh, the sequel to The Gentleman's Guide to Vice and Virtue. It's a sequel, huh? Yeah. So the first book is about... Do you have to read the first one to know this, to understand the second one? Yes, you should, but I would recommend both, because the first book is about a... I recommended it on the podcast a while ago... So the first book is about um, a, he's bisexual and he's in a relationship with um, a man of color mm-hmm. and it's just 
really it's just they're just both really adorable books and if you like kind of like queer stories that are kind of like historical it's just really really good um so i'd recommend both of those yeah cool yeah. so uh if you want to check out any books on audible you can listen to a free title by going to audibletrial.com slash geekremix and that'll let you listen to um a free book there it is so, on the screen uh if there is so i think that's uh pretty much it yeah so Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Uh, we're going to be trying to do these on a more regular basis. I My work schedule has just been really crazy and depression. <laughs> so We're out um, of it. Yeah. If you want to uh, support us, you can go to patreon.com slash geekremix. Uh, yeah, you can donate serotonin to us. Yeah. Well, it's like YouTube doesn't really uh, pay the bills anymore because advertising stuff just like sucks on YouTube nowadays. Um, did you want to tell people about the podcast? What about it? The other one? What are the oh, Pixel Squirt? Yeah. We're working on bringing it back, but we're bringing it back to Pornhub because yep. now we have uh, the Geek Remix on Pornhub which we can't link to or talk about because yeah. we'll get in trouble. Yeah. But uh, follow me on Tumblr, which I don't even know is going to exist. In Listen, I don't know how to... There's a... So, okay. Wait, wait, hold on. I feel like we should touch on this, though, because a bunch of different... We got, like, people can't look us up on Tumblr anymore. Neither of us. Either of us? Yeah. Oh. But I think that might be a bug. I don't know. Okay, so basically, both Tumblr and YouTube have been doing this thing where, like, okay, Tumblr is banning... Not safe for work content, which is like eighty percent. That's like eighty percent of Tumblr. What are, you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? And then their stock dropped because they oh said that. I know. So, but one of the things about this is that they they're doing it because apparently there was like kitty porn on the site, and they're like, oh, rather than have it be so that people can report this. We're just going to ban all not safe for work content. But people have also discovered that you can actually trick the algorithm. You can show, like, a naked body as long as you put a picture next to it that's of a landscape. Because there's two algorithms at work here. One of them is to decide, give it a score of how not safe for work the image is. And other, the other one determines how safe for work it is. So if you can just trick the safe for work algorithm into thinking this image is really safe, you can actually trick the not safe for work, the whole thing. Isn't that hilarious? So people have been posting pictures of like, oh, if I post a naked body, it gets flagged. If I post a naked body with a picture of an owl next to it wearing a hat, it tricks the algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine the very specific porn that we're going to be seeing? I know. So, but in addition to this, YouTube has also been cracking down on not even like... See, the thing about Pixel Square is that it's like we're just having a conversation. But the the thing is is that like people can flag stuff like that and then, you know, people we, kept flagging Dream Daddy, Dream which Daddy. was which was all censored. Yeah, they kept flagging it and they don't really look at it and they just do it because they're like, "Ah, it's a gay thing." But nobody ever flagged Demon Crashers because it was oh, mostly lesbian and straight. Yeah. So that's so, yeah. If your user base is homophobic and you go, I can't, you gotta fucking fix it. Yeah. This shit's not gonna work. 
so basically content that like could possibly count as like not safe for work even if it's like not even that crazy uh we're gonna see if we can move it somewhere else so that people can still access it we're moving it to Pornhub yep we have an official channel. I don't know how to link it to you or fi figure it. I don't know you. that we can put links on we it. We can't. But we can't even tell just, you. Just try to look it's it up. It's there. It exists yeah. in the ether. <laughs> um, but this is all a roundabout way of saying that if you would like to support us on Patreon, that would be really helpful because it's getting harder and harder. Like, we can still make content and put it up on YouTube, obviously, but it's just getting harder and harder to actually make money from it. <laughs> Yeah, and people just, whatever, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's not important. So, but thank you very much to everybody who already supports us over there. It helps us out a lot, and, you know. And also, like, I don't want anybody to feel bad for not doing it. It's okay. Like, we're, this is just being like, do you have a dollar? Yeah, do you have a dollar that... And if you don't have a dollar, that's okay, too. Like, it's totally chill. One of the things that I always tell people, because, you know, people will come to you and they'll be like, oh, I'm so sorry that, like, or, like, you know, when I get my next paycheck, I'll, and it's like, if, if it's, you have if it's to gonna, wait. If it's going to stress you out, then just, like, I don't, like our videos. Yeah. Share stuff with a friend. Or even just tell us, hey, I really like what you're doing. Yeah, words, words count. Because See, if you're saying, like, I have to wait until my next paycheck, do not donate because I don't want to have any sort of anything. Yeah, you know, if food food is more important than you know. Yeah, if you're deciding between supporting us on Patreon and even buying a video game for yourself, buy the video game for yourself first. This is for expendable income only. Okay, yeah. if you have a dollar, cool. If you don't have a dollar, great. I don't care. We're just, we're just, you know. We're putting it out there in case you can help, but if you can't, that's okay. Make sure to take care of yourself first. Mm -hmm. Food, entertainment, self-care. I would rather you spend money on yourself, and then if there's money left, if you feel like it, maybe give it to us. Yeah. So. Um, and, you know, like I said, like... Liking videos, sharing videos, like, all of that stuff, like, drawing fan art, like, that's all, like, really awesome, you yeah. know? It not only makes us feel good, but it also helps, you know, other people find our stuff, mm -hmm. which is always great. So, anyways, thank you to everyone who supports us in any way, mm -hmm. and uh, we will talk to you later. Bye! Bye!